again Or you're juggling hats are driving you insane When you're copping all the blame Choosing from barely bearable names Reflecting on your dad game And your dad you came Assembling cots and frames Not to mention that tantrum shame And your dad you came Sit back there ain't no blame To reflect is our main game And your dad you Welcome to episode three of the Aren't You Dad You Came podcast. I'm Moon and this is... Cats. Cats, how are you going? I'm going well. Just before we continue, for those, anyone who's new to the podcast, I normally introduce it, welcome gentlemen. But I've noticed, or a few people I've spoken to of the female variety have enjoyed our podcast too. So good, I'm, good I'm, I'm not doing that anymore. Good feedback, yeah. Yeah, so I'm just leaving it open to whoever wants to listen. We're a fully inclusive podcast. Yeah, we're not going to... Uh, Leave anyone out there. In fact, if anyone's got any questions and things, oh, we'd love to discuss some of the topics with uh, you know, our audience out there. That'd be good. We've got uh, some details in our show notes that you can uh, send a message into us if you like as well. We so- are also trying to have a beer because the whole idea of this is maybe have a coffee, have a beer, because it's hard to get that when you become a, uh, a new father. Um, so it gives an opportunity to reflect. We're having a beer at my house today. We've got the home brew on. We've got, uh, we started with our Bright Heart um, Pale Ale, which was named after the lovely Georgie. That was a nice little bright one, wasn't it? We're it was on very to, nice, very fruity. Yeah, yeah. We're on to our, um, straight out of the keg, we're on to our Benny Boy APA. Um, so we're doing well here, and we're going to hope to go to maybe some cafes or maybe some bars, have a couple of beers while we talk about fatherhood, a good chance for us to get some time to reflect ourselves. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good. And it's um, always good to have a few beverages. Very creamy, this one, isn't it? It is. The, the Benny Boy. Okay. Little, Very happy with it. It's, uh, as you mentioned earlier, it's a bit of a Kilkenny. Got a Kilkenny vibe. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Um, we've got a few topics we want to talk about today. And the first one is uh, the crying game. Crying game. I talked about this last time, didn't I? I said the one thing that I was finding the most difficult was crying. So how's that going I, for you? So we're this is about a week after our last one. Much better. Like I'm feeling like I think what I was doing, I think I might have mentioned it last time, I was the cry said to me, you have to solve this problem. It's not necessary. And you, I think you said don't solve the problem. Mm-hmm. It's just it's they cry sometimes. Yeah. I think it's good because I sort of look at it now and I go, there's a cry there. I've got my six steps. I've got some six moves or so that I go through. Check them through. I go through them a couple of times because the first time doesn't necessarily mean it won't work. Yep. And uh, yeah, just work my way through it. It's just um, so let's, let's- I'm not trying to solve the problem. I'm just trying to work my way through something. So I'm actually feeling like it's not hurting me now. Yeah. It was hurting me. And that was tough. That was really yeah. tough early yeah. on. Well, I mean, babies can't do much else than cry, right? So it's not like they can put their hand up and say, I just want this fixed. The only solution or the only way of communicating is the cry. Yeah. So- Sometimes the cry is just a simple, like, pass me the remote. Yeah. You know, it's nothing that you have to worry about. So what are your six steps? Let's, if there's anyone else out there who's at a similar phase to you in, the, in fatherhood, what are, you, what are your six steps that you could Well, you there's, a, there's multiple moves. So the position that they've got. Yep. So, yeah, are they upright? Are they down in a line position, face down? Um, she loves being on my tummy and doing this. She rolls her head to the side. Even after only three weeks, she's got great. Head control. Your head butts me a fair bit too. Yeah. Well, um, skin contact. I've yeah. actually 
just met Georgie for the first time yeah. today as well, and I mentioned how alert she was. Yeah, she's a very bright girl, very yeah, bright girl. Very bright, yeah. <laughs> Takes after her mum. She's also very judged, uh, <laughs> judged Moon already. <laughs> she's categorised him already. Uh, so she's that's not, number one? Yeah. Number so, two? So number two would be uh, proximity. So um, sometimes she doesn't want to be held, but most of the time she wants to be really close to you, which makes sense. Yeah. You know, so you got, yeah, do I – grab her around and enclose her in a bit or give her a bit more space to move around. Um, sometimes you're trying to work out, is she trying to sleep? Does she want to feed? Does she want to check out what's going on too? So that's changed only in the last week really, yeah. where before it was just, I want to sleep or I want to feed, yeah. um, and that was it. So we've got a few kind of options there. And then you, you then you did the three options. We talked about like the, the, the bottom, bo- pat. bottom pat, then the mid-back. Yeah top if she's get gassy i think gas is a big part of it too yeah because she doesn't tend to burp at the top and she'll burp out and then she'll be right half the time we burp her for like five minutes and then we put her down and she'll burp straight away once she's in the totally wrong position um so work your way through that repeat those oh so different move around as well yeah so different movements that i've got so am i rocking her is she in the pram and i'm moving her around the floss what's the floss well just talking about your different movements i've seen some of your dance moves before (laughs) No, I haven't tried the sprinkler just yet, but we'll bring that out. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'll go through a few of those moves, uh, even moving from room to room as well. Uh, yep. Now that she's starting to interact a bit, and I'm assuming as she gets older too, that'll be even more and more yep. um, and changing the light and that sort of So just go, try it. Sometimes it's distracting them from the fact that they want to cry or they want well, they want the boob and then they're like, oh, I'm settled. And then all of a sudden they're sleeping and, and you're like high-fiving yourself going, oh, I did all those moves. I did my six moves and it worked. And then and the next day you try that exactly same process. Yeah, doesn't work. And doesn't work. Yeah. No. no. Or I try it again that afternoon, does work. Yeah. I, I mean, you've got, the reality is you've got a number of very, very small weapons. Someone else has the big weapon. Like yeah, they've got 100%. the massive solution. All we're trying to do is trying to use our minimal weapons to yeah. solve the battle yeah. before the big one comes yeah, yeah. in. We're not. We're no North Korea or no. the USA. We're we're pretty much New Zealand, aren't we? <laughs> New Zealand. We've got right. we've got a, we've got a few a small things. arsenal. That's right. Small arsenal, but but respected within the industry of the work we can do yeah. in the trenches. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um, the I'm boob like, is the boob. The boob is everything, isn't it's, it? It's number one. I'm going to jump in early with my demos hack of the week because uh, I'm not sure if you need this quite yet, but I'm going to give it to you early. Just as something that you could come to. There's a little formula which is called infant's friend. Have you heard of this? Inf- it's a formula. It's oh, basically a like mathematical a medical formula, like a herbal. Um, oh, right, like an ointment type. An ointment kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and uh, basically, it and it doesn't sound like you're having too many issues with the burping and, and colic and wind. Always and that need kind more of help. But this infant's friend, a couple of drops, um, in the so. Actually, I'm trying to remember how we did it now with uh, breastfeeding and stuff. I, I think actually you just drop it into the mouth with a little dropper or something like that. Right. And it actually helps. It's like a, it's like a calming. I think Grite Water is another version yep. of this kind of thing. Um, so that's another thing just to keep in under your hat if you ever need it. Probably a bit early, three weeks, yep. but later on, infant's friend, it's actually a parent's friend. Nice. Because it, it does check it well. that one out. Now, I'm going to, while I tell you this, let me tell you a bit of a funny, not so funny story. So as I was uh, talking to 
my partner, head of this podcast, talking about like, you know, what hacks. Because we're a team here. We work with our partners on, right. on this podcast as well. They, they run things by yeah, her right. and she says, oh, do you remember this? So we had, with Taya, our second, um, she was had all sorts of reflux and all sorts of issues. Um, so infants, even infant's friend wasn't doing it for us. And as, so we're not going to go up for defamation. I'm not going to name this product. But someone told us about this product. Because there'll be people, lots of companies listening. That's right. That's right. There's lots of people <laughs> listening right now. Um, but someone told us about this product, um, which you order online. And what happens is you give them a call and they give, actually consult with you on the phone. How, how much does your baby weigh? And they, they talk through it and they decide whether this thing would actually be suitable for your child. And then they send it to you in the mail. Um, Sounds that's very detailed. It's very, yeah, very yeah. like this. And lots of people had vouched for this particular um, product. Anyway, so we were at our wits end at one stage because we had a very refluxy baby. Um, and we, we ordered this thing and it was like magic. It was like magic. We'd give her a couple of drops of this. Does it smell like whiskey? Well, <laughs> this is where I'm going with this. After about a week of this, I was like, something's going on here. This is not right. This is not right. So I did a bit of research about on the ingredients. And there's an ingredient in this thing called belladonna. And basically, it's a poisonous herbaceous plant, which is what, what it says on the internet. Right? A poisonous. So the way, where, where its name comes from, belladonna, like beautiful lady, comes from Italy. So they used to use this belladonna herb. Um, to make the pupils of females grow because, and that would like be a way of making them more attractive. This is like historically. Yeah. Yeah. And now they've put this herb into um, infant formula or like a ointment. Anyway, the more I read about this thing. Do not recommend. Do not recommend. Well, I mean, for a po- for a period of time, it worked fine. Well, for about a week, and then, but we, but, yeah, yeah. But then she checked into rehab. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, right. no. So, um, if anyone tells you about this, I'll, I'll tell can't. you the name of this yeah, product. You'll let offline. me know. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Privately, our audience can check in on us and can. Yeah, yeah. But if you I, Google Belladonna, I'm sure you find out <laughs> what I'm talking about. I think if you Google Belladonna, you're going to get yeah, more so, than you actually asked for. To be honest. So we're pretty much, you know, Lisa and I always talk about that one time that we drugged our child. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And if there's anyone from a DHS listening, <laughs> uh, all fictional stuff here, just playing characters on a podcast. <laughs> uh, uh, so anyway. So um, crime games working pretty pretty well. Yeah. I, I think sometimes with the idea of the, the cry, it is, it's, mo- it's, it's, how many times I've said this in classes, it's more about you than it is about the student's behaviour. So often it's about your insecurities and what's getting you. Yeah. So you need to pull that apart. The yeah. reality is I was insecure about not being able to solve her problem. I need to get over that yeah. because my um, my frontal cortex is actually developed and theirs is not. Yeah. So um, that's kind of a good lesson in the first three weeks to think. It still also, hurts me. It still gets me, but um, not, not in the same way. There's also, it's also a bit of a tolerance thing, right? So mm-hmm. you become more tolerant to that. You know, like you hear of people who, you know, buy a house next to train tracks and then after a year they don't hear the trains anymore. Um, you know, yep. your, your, your selective hearing is uh, you're probably yeah. developing that a little yeah. bit there as well. Yeah, selective hearing is good. Yeah. Um, yeah, so 
does it change as they get older? What's what are the things that because crying obviously in the early days is a big thing. That's the only way to communicate, and then they start to communicate a bit more. What what are the what are the, some of the things that I'm? Oh well, then it all it turns into is to a mum and a dad after that, right? The mum and dad, mum and dad. dad are crying. Oh, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> they're screaming mum and dad now. Yeah, as yeah. soon as you get the words, exactly, then they just replace the crying sounds, but in the same sort of tone. Yeah, it's got that same kind of high <laughs> level pitch that really grates down your spine. It's, yeah, it's but do you? Same. I wonder. Do you hear like? Do you hear dad? And you go, oh gosh, I'm on. But if you hear mum, do you just like do a little, a little bit of a high five? Giggle. Ooh. Yeah. Well, so we pretty much have every night. Um, so any new listeners, I've got the two-year-old and the four-year-old. So pretty much every night, sleep time, bedtime, it's who's putting who to bed. Yeah. And we generally like to alternate. So I'll do one, one night and one. Um, but our four-year-old is very, pretty much wants mum every night. Um, and so it's like, who shall, who's putting me to bed, that kind of thing. And it's just a. Oh, it, she asks who's putting. She asks, and you, yeah. And, and you go, like, oh, I'll put you to bed, turn. knowing that. I'll, I'll put my hand out. I'll take the hit, but she's not going to. Yeah, no. And actually, the, the funny thing is, is that the two-year-old is the easier one too. Two-year-old, I can go in, put down, within minutes I'm out of the room. Yeah. Whereas a four-year-old wants us to sit there and, and that kind of stuff. So sit quite, just quietly. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't like, buy that I'll take. I'll try, but sorry. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to take that. Yeah. I'll have to take the two-year-old. Sorry. Yeah. Try it. Let's do what the child wants. You know, it's <laughs> the last time she's seen us for the night. Nice caring but, father. Yeah. High five to myself. <laughs> Just in time for AFL 360. <laughs> well, I've been taking in the AFL. My first weekend where I thought, oh, AFL starts, I'm going to miss some stuff. I'm going to have to record the Geelong game. No, no worries at all. I watched some of the Geelong game with her in here. She went out of feed and I watched the rest of it. No worries. She even watched the AFLW game with me, the girls. She liked that? Who, well, apart from Geelong's general performance in the <laughs> AFLW, which they were much better this week. Um and I, I, I'm calmer with baby in room. I was going to say because you're little, quite a because I'm a very yeah like yeah. tantrum style um, watcher. Yeah, I received a text during the Geelong game because Geelong were abysmal um, in the, in the men's against the, um, Adelaide and lost to the the worst team in the league. Um, but I got a text from a friend who said her husband start screaming and and punching on the cats, and I was like, I was pretty calm. Maybe that's a good influence. Maybe that's Georgie's influence already. She's, yeah. It had to happen eventually. I, I thought that too. I, I was think, like that for a period of time too as well. Yeah. Um, but what, I've got just as bad again. Yeah. And that's, I, I think I'll, I, there's still, it's still bruised within me yeah. and I still swear. Yeah. I just swear in like a lullaby tone. <laughs> 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 oh, you. <laughs> well, actually funny you say that because, um, so our two-year-old is, is a sponge at the moment and pretty much anything we say you know, it's almost like on a 10 second delay, she'll say it straight after. So we were driving around yesterday and, and Lucy said, geez, you know, which is not too bad. And we just heard from the back of the car, geez. Yep. So I'm a little bit worried going into this football season. Yeah. Um, being a Carlton supporter too. Yeah. Um, I'm quite vocal. Yeah. Um, it will, like anything I say, she's going to repeat. Yeah. Does, does a certain player become the, the name that gets called out like, Kurno? Oh. Mine was Motlop. I used to have Motlop as okay. mine, but he's left now, so that's okay. She would have heard Motlop and, and related every Motlop she met after that to a negative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I should just I think say- this year's might be uh, Zach Guthrie for me, to be yeah, honest. Actually, yeah, actually, Maybe I Jenkins. <laughs> Jenkins, possibly. Maybe you just have to come up with a like a, a safe word. Safe word, yeah. That you can just say. That's, yeah, that has so a- was it you that was telling me or maybe someone else that 
one, if they if they repeat what you've said in terms of swearing, it's not so bad. But once they repeat it in context, then you then you're screwed. Oh, you've yeah. got to be careful. Once they're actually using it, yeah. We yeah. we had a we had our four year old, but when she was probably about two and a half or three, was colouring in, and a crayon fell off the table, and it was shit, <laughs> shit. And I, I actually like, giggled. Damn. I've got to be honest. Yeah. I've actually I actually giggled because it was it was in context, perfectly used. Yeah. Like yeah, but um. So do I need to start curtailing now? Like what's what's the point where I need to curtail the the lofty words? I mean, audience out there, there's going to be a, a lot of people who are going to be like. You should never swear in front of a baby. Yeah. And yeah. others will be like, eh. Yeah. Well, look, that probably leads me on to another thing in regards to I thought I'd never swear. I thought um, I'd never give our child the iPad. I thought our <laughs> child would never eat McDonald's. Yeah. Uh, Lucy was out with a friend yesterday, and the friend said to our four year old, What's your favorite food? And Lucy, anyone who knows Lucy, very fit person, very healthy person. And our child at the top of her voice yelled out, Mackers! And her friend pretty much almost fell off her chair because she never (laughs) thought that one of our children would actually say Mackers. But there's lots of things that we thought we would never do. Yeah, but how she probably doesn't eat Mackers very often. No, not very often. Yeah. And it's a special treat. But it becomes maybe it's the idea of it being a special, like. It's the toy. Yeah, that's right. It's not even the food, to be honest. It's the toy. But anyway, I digress. But my point is with swearing, um, it's natural, right? Like, I mean, we're not, I'm not dropping, you know. Yeah, it's only, the uh, big words I in mean, front of it. when the umpire does what the umpire does, they exactly need to right. hear. It's either that or you're going to have a smashed television. <laughs> so I'd rather, I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather a few swear words, you know, expletives come out of my mouth. Otherwise, yeah, nah. it's, oh. it's a hard, it's a hard life being a Khan supporter. <laughs> hey, you guys are going to be all right this year. Hopefully, hopefully. Right. You. We're away this week. You got a two and a four year old. You went away on camp. The year eight camp, I heard it was really great. No, uh, no, it wasn't great. No, hang on, hang on. What are you doing? What are you doing to eat? At? Mate, I've just spent the last few days saying how bad it was. Lucy <laughs> listens to this. If you well, tell was, me it was great, was, she's going to hear this. I was, Mate, the, I was saying the boys' performance was great. I've been oh, on the year sorry, eight camp. Yeah, sorry, the boys are great, <laughs> but it was the hardest week of year my eight camps life. Are, are actually generally pretty hard. Mate, but you're killing me here. Yeah. You're just, you've just undermined weeks of work. I'm about to get into... Lucy, just so you know, it's one of the hardest things I've ever done in my teaching career. Your, career. <laughs> your husband is an amazing man that he was able to do Thank that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, and you're, and you're back to work tomorrow. I'm back to work tomorrow. So we thought a yeah. topic of discussion would be absences. Because, I mean, obviously, as a, as a dad, you're kind of often going back to work or you're going out to do things because the reality is mum's attacked. Mum's attached the whole time, so the only option you've got if you want to get out in the real world for as a as a yep. couple is that you do it. Um, but that that fills me with some anxiety. I'm sure it fills her with some anxiety. What what are some of the things that I've got to think of? And yeah, well, you, you when we start thinking about this, I've been thinking. So pretty much, there's a before strategy, there's a during strategy, and there's an after strategy. So beforehand, if you're going to be absent, I guess work is yeah, it's kind of a forced absence. Um, but let's say, for example, I'm going to the Carlton Collingwood game on Thursday night. Forced absence. Yeah. Yep. I planted the seed on that at least two months ago. You've got to plant the seed early. So anything that's not a forced absence, um, plant the seed early. Yep. Um, and then. So with, got, with, with the lovely. With yeah, the lovely. Yeah. yeah. Just let her know, you know, we'll just say uh, in a couple of weeks, I'm planning on going to the footy. I'm planning 
you know, you're bringing her I'm into not, the I'm discussion. Not going I'm not going. Away. I'm planning. I'm, I'm thinking of going. What do you think? I like it. Yeah. I like what the wording. Think? Yeah, it's all about the wording. Get them on board. Get them on board. And they'll go, oh, yeah, you haven't been in the footy 500 days. It was like COVID last year. You didn't get together. That's a great idea. Um, so beforehand, you've got to, yeah, get in early, plant the seed. Um, and you've got to pretty much, you've got to earn, earn the absence. It's a point system of some sort. Well, just, you know, help around, you know. Which we do. Which like, you do anyway. The, the old days of fatherhood where you don't do the no. cleaning up and the, they're yeah. gone, aren't they? I mean, 100%. It's a different game. I, and, in fact, I'm, I'm happy to do it. I've never done so many loads of washing in my life, but I'm happy to do it because yeah. – I see what she's done and what she's now doing. I guess also too, I guess what I'm saying there too, is you've got to leave in a way that when you, when you are leaving, say you're going to camp or whatever, that there's, you're at zero. So she's not feeling in deficit already. So maybe right. you mentioned the washing, you might lend a little bit more hand with the washing to make sure that all the washing's gone. Yeah. Um, if there's um, some things, jobs around the home that need to be done, that you would normally not do for a couple of days, you might get ahead of those just to give her like a bit of a head start. I think that's a good, that's a good way yeah, of working. Yeah, so preparation it. for not for the couple. So it's a team working Correct. on what's coming up. That's so okay. as a team, we need to do this. Yep. We need to look after this, but I also need to be going to this. Correct. How do we best? How do we do that? Yep. Um, and then during, so this is during the absence. So that's it. This is, for example, tomorrow you're off to good work. Call, yep. Um, number one, acknowledge the text. Acknowledge the text. I'm not yeah. so good at this. Okay. I like a, I like my phone on silent most of the time, so no. I'm going to have to change. I've you're going to you're going to receive texts. You're going to receive photos. Yep. You're going to uh, hear of stories. Acknowledge the text. Acknowledge I'm writing this text. down. Yeah. Acknowledge the text. I think uh, at the earliest convenience. Right. Is what I'll say. Don't let it get to. Uh, so not like if you if you ever get the message, did you get my text? Then you know you've left it too long. It's yeah. too late. So we're back to like um, dating again, aren't we? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, you got five texts. You've yeah. broken up by that stage. What's well, even worse now because they get the three dots. So if you start texting. Oh, yeah. And then you pause because you get distracted and your five kids are going crazy. Someone's on the run. Yeah, you've got to. You're stuffed. She's saying that you're doing that and yeah. she's just assumed the worst. Well, you've disregarded. Yeah, you've, dis- you've, you've read got it. More and you've got more important things to do than her. Correct. That, that, that's that. Yeah, so write that down. That's it. That's the one. During. I like it. Yeah. So Anything else it, during? Because during I'm, the old check in is, is pretty good too. So, so you know, when you've got a moment, how's, yeah, how's, how's it going? How's it going? Nice. Yeah, every, anything going, everything going well. Need so, obviously, pick up this week, on the way home. I was on camp this week. So, I, I was in and out of service. So, I was like, whenever I had an opportunity when I was in like reception, um, I'd just yeah, check in, text yeah. message, quick, quick voice. Sending message. pictures of yourself. Out with friends, partying, no, that's um, not, that's sleeping perhaps. No, well, that, that's that goes the into the after. So let, <laughs> let's go into the after. Um, number one rule for the after is no matter how bad a day you've had, so you could have had mm. five extras, you could have had, um, it could have been raining all day, windy, yep. kids are set, um, you've had um, 500 emails, emails in yep. your inbox. Yeah. No matter how bad your day has been, yeah, her day's been worse. Yeah, yeah. And just so accept that you, you've got to kind of on your ride home. You've got to be you've got to get your head in the game. Correct. And there's no there's no. Oh, I'll get, come in the door and I relax for a bit. You've got to be ready for that quick handball. This is I'm, I've, I'm finding this difficult because work is hard. hundred percent. Everyone's yep. work is hard. Yeah. Um, I know what I feel like when I get home from work. I just need to exercise, get my head straight, have some food, and then yeah. 
prepare for the next day. Those days are gone. Yeah, what, what, what you can do is you, as soon as you get in, you take the quick handball and give her a chance to get some space, go for a walk, in your case, feed the horses, whatever it is that just yep. to get outside and do those kind of things. Um, and then, then when she comes back in, then you can, you know, so stop over again and you that. take your Pre- time. Prepared for the fact that I'll yeah. have to, you know, yeah. straight away get in there. Yeah. And then the last thing, which is kind of what you were saying earlier, which you kind of got me in trouble already, <laughs> you always play it down. <laughs> it was always bad. Like, how was the footy? Oh, I was okay. How was camp? <laughs> so really, terrible. So she's just going to think our lives are horrible when she's not around is what you're thinking. Well, you That's can't be gonna, talking about because like how not, many hours of sleep I got at uh, a night at camp. And did you get more sleep on camp? I probably did. I probably did, to be honest. Well, you get the kids in the tent by 9.30 and then. I never sleep on those things. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to have to lie on that one. No, you don't have to lie on that. But like even if you've gone out to the football, if you've just gone out. Oh, was you know, okay. Your day at work. How was your day at work? Yeah, it was okay. Yeah. And then the last thing, so my last little tip here is. You're going to have a routine. So you're going to have like a system where you say, for example, and I know we've spoken about this in the past, you might do the last feed, but because you know, because you know you're going to work, generally you'll do the last feed, um, your partner will get some sleep and then you'll take, then in the morning you'll head off to work and you've had a good night's sleep and yeah. everyone's had their fair share. But sometimes those systems won't work and sometimes you just need to step in. And if you have to do that like, Every now oh, so and then. be a bit more flexible around your routine. Yeah. I mean, have a routine. Have a bit of an idea of what you think. And I'll just give you a bit of an example of this. I know I've told you this story before, but I think it'd be good for the listeners to hear this one. So I remember one night I did the not evening routine. I know where this is going. Yep. Uh, I'd, I'd done the evening routine. And so generally the evening routine for me finished somewhere between 11 or 12 o'clock. Got the little one down and then I'd head off to bed and I'd sleep through the night and get up in the morning. Um, and any cries throughout the night, Lucy would generally tend to, we normally would coincide with a feed of sorts. Anyway, this particular night I put the little one down and by 12 o'clock she's already crying. So Lucy's up and I'm, I'm a, I, that's selective hearing we spoke about earlier. I'm pretty good. I, I'm able, able to like sleep through a lot. Yeah. Um, but clearly she's had a few, three, four rough hours Anyway, she comes into the room, gives me a bit of a, a nudge. <laughs> I'm ready to make a deal. I, I love like, how her voice drops down a couple of yeah, times. Yeah, a couple of octaves. Um, and I was like, okay. Well, She's well, like gangster. What's, ready to make a deal. <laughs> what's the deal? And she goes, okay, you're going to get up at four o'clock and you're going to start your day and look after the little one. And I was like, okay, well, what's, what's the deal? What's the deal here? And she's like, that's the deal. <laughs> And with so there was actually a few superlatives as, as I've, I've heard it. Yeah, there, there's a few extra bits in there. So actually, there was actually no deal. It was just me getting up and stepping in. Well, there. she's offered you a deal that you couldn't refuse. Exactly. <laughs> there was no steak knives, though. That's the only thing. There's nothing in it. Nothing in it for me. Do you want me around? <laughs> this is the deal you'll take. That's right. That's right. So, um, did she have a violin case? Just, Did she have like a little just, violin case? She was just tapping it with it. Oh, the, oh, this is what happens. Well, I knew as, as her voice dropped those two octaves, <laughs> I knew that I was just taking that deal. There was no kind of discussions there. The There's no going back with a counter offer. I love it. Yep. So. I, see, I haven't had those moments yet, but I've seen it glint in the eyes because there's often a time where she's 
I'll wake up and she's already feeding in the middle of the night. And I'll go, oh, oh, because what's happened sort of thing. I don't want to help out, but she's just looking at me. And then I'll turn over and I'll say, oh, because I've had a sore back, which we'll talk about. We'll talk about now. I've had a bit of a sore back from her, from (laughs) carrying her around. Yeah. And my back's gone out a bit, upper back, and I've never had that. So I've gone to the physio a couple of times just because I want to make sure that I'm still carrying her around. But so I'll roll over and I'll I'll be groaning because my back's a bit sore, but she's She's just been spending 15 minutes feeding. I'm, I'm in the bed. She's probably hearing me sleeping. And it's not a good time for me to point out that my back's a bit sore. No. She's just got that glint. She's like, oh, is it? Yeah. Is yeah. it really? You've just gone through. <laughs> I can how see long? how the deal is going to Nine months of so. <laughs> uh, body changing. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah, she's now got this little one latching onto her her breast feeding, yeah. and you've got a sore neck, like, like a little leech on her breast. And I'm like, oh, you got a sore back after yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably uh, it's probably underestimated. Back. Let's be honest. Like it's I hear about this like postpartum it, exercise routines for females, but probably for the males, you know, like it's a whole new it's a whole new life for us. We're carrying things on one side. Absolutely. Well, I think in fairness, and we're being facetious here, but in fairness, I think. At the start, when I'm carrying her, in the first week or a week and a half, I was really tense. Like, you're trying to make sure her neck's yeah. not wibbling around and you're trying to get her up on top of your shoulders. She's, her mouth is all clear and everything. And even after that time, like in the last week, um, you know, she rolled down a bit more. Um, I'm a little less worried about that sort of thing. I'm more natural now and I'm yeah. not as tense, so I think that's changed. But um, my body's deplorable as it is in terms of um, managing injuries, so I'm not so great with that. Um, but I, what are the way I put it, and this is what I've learned, is I want to make sure that my back's okay so I can help you. Oh, this yeah. is the main thing, that's which is really clever. important. But that's it, very clever. But it sounds bad, but I actually do. I want to be. I I don't want to be sore in the back and not being able to carry my child around for a bit. That's yeah, that's part of the deal that I want to do. I want to be there with her. I want to connect with her particularly early. So, um, but I'm going to stop hamming up the back injuries too much. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have noticed actually today the way you've kind of been looking at me a bit weirdly over your right shoulder. Yeah. Like it's, it has been a bit I'm, awkward. I'm pushing through. I'm taking one for the but team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, mate. I'm sure she's appreciative. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> you've, you've had it hard. You've- <laughs> but speaking- we, we, as, as fathers, we do need to be um, cognizant of the fact that our, our posture and things are going to change as we're carrying a, a small child and having to think about how we carry that and actually being proactive about, all right, I've got a niggle here. I need to manage this and try to work out how to do it because it's different. Well, you actually said something to me yesterday when we caught up briefly. You said how your exercise routine's gone out the window and stuff. And I think that's just something to be mindful of because obviously, you know, you've got to look after yourself. And, you know, we were being facetious there a bit earlier, but as far as, as a father, you know, you want to be able to be fit and healthy to be able to, Yep. play with your child and, and that kind of stuff. So right now, you know, three weeks in, maybe your routine's out, but um, I guess if anything, I'd encourage you when you can to get back into your normal exercise yeah, routine again. We've sort of developed a bit of a routine. I can see how, like, so I, I would normally exercise six days a week. I'm probably at about 50% of the days, which in three weeks is pretty good. Yep. So I'll probably exercise to good, you know, maybe seven to 10 times, so a bit less than 50%. Um, so that's, you know, I'll give that a chalk. That's pretty good. Um, and I can see how I'd increase that. I guess my exercise, I used to run, you know, 20, 25. I won't be doing those just at the moment. But, yeah, you know, a little 30-minute exercise each day would be great. A day up here and then so also not get stuck into myself about being bad, about missing something, feeling bad about that. It is what it is. Pick it up next time. And even 
doing some some ongoing things, like I've got these back injury um, workouts to do that I do a couple times a day. That yep. takes five minutes. The other thing also too on that, um, you might have a change of your routine. Like you, I know you were an evening exerciser. Mm. You'd come home from work. Mm. Now I, I know now, going back, looping back to that absence thing, I'm trying to minimise the absence. So rather than going to the gym in the evening, you know, you don't want to be absent for the, the, the hard evening put down or, yep. you know, bedtime. So I'm training at like 5 a.m. in the, the morning, mornings, yeah. you know, and it's um, it's just a, you know, a small sacrifice we're making. Yeah, well, it's good. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have to do it. I think it's probably going to be hardest in winter, isn't it, at that point? But oh, yeah. finding a routine that works. The reality is I thought I was in a hospital not exercising, eating all of the desserts that were coming through because we were sharing meals. I thought, my God, I jump on the scales, I'm going to be, going to be a couple of kilograms over. I've lost two kilograms in the in the three weeks that we've had her. Yeah. Uh, because you, you're not sleeping as much, you're a bit more stressed, you're on the go. It's a ridiculous how much downtime I used to have. I didn't think it was downtime, but now I realise, like now if I'm watching the footy, it's not as much downtime. I'm still rocking her or I'm doing stuff. So I'm always doing stuff. If she's sleeping, we're going, all right, what needs to be done? Um, so you're more active in that way. So, yeah, I mean, I need to continue to exercise to keep my body right, but- it's not as pressing as it possibly was. There, there are other things that are more important as well. Um, but keep myself physically healthy is yeah. so important as a father as well going forward. So I don't want to be um, – I want to be able to ride the bike. But I'm a bit older. I want to be able to kick footy with her. I want to go and yeah, learn her dance moves. She wants to teach me dance moves. You and might not be a TikTok, TikTok, TikTok <laughs> sensation. We'll be TikTok. Dad and daughter TikToks. Yeah, I'm sure there's plenty out there. There is, there is. I saw uh, – who was it? Um Nathan Buckley or one of the footy coaches. Oh, yeah, on. I saw this. Yeah, yeah. it's good. It was That's big. good. It was big. Speaking, you mentioned it's, your, your, rock, your rocking, rocking game there. Should we have a chat about your rocking game? The, How, well, how's we, your rocking game we, going? We pulled out the rocker, so yeah. the little sort of bassinet. Well I, well, I used to think of as a bassinet, but not really a bassinet anymore. But it's just the little one you lie on the floor and they do the rocking. Um, you can sort of set it a thing, but you can just put your foot on the rocker and just get it moving. She tends to like this. She has slept in it a couple of times, but she likes it when she's in that now, that phase where she's like, I don't want to sleep, but I don't want to feed. I'm happy to look around at the lights and stuff like that and just have a look at you and put her in that, and she's loving it. And you can do a lot of stuff with the rocker. Once you're doing the rocker, as long as you've got a foot or a hand on it, you can take in a game. You can watch AFL 360. What else (laughs) do you want to do? I have actually been able to put her on the on the bench with a rocker, hand on the rocker while I'm at a coffee. Lots of things you can do with a rocker. Absolutely. The rocker frees up the world. And I know my lovely partner is now working the uh, the strapping, what do we call these things? The like the baby beyond. Baby beyond but, kind but of the thing, younger yeah. ones of it. She's got the cloth one. Yep. And being able to uh, have her settle and be able to do some stuff. So it's ne- we're now at the point where we're not just feed, sleep, yep. survive. We're yep. now, okay, how do we integrate this a lovely girl who's enriched our life into a life that we can actually live. Well, that, I mean, that's great. Goes, it's a good feeling to be doing. That circles it. back to your exercise thing as well. Yeah. Like, you know, even my early days, especially when, um, you know, my lovely partner couldn't exercise as much as she, as she wanted to, the walk, you know, the walk to put him to sleep, put him in the, in the stroller, or then not the stroller, but like the, the pram with the bassinet and, that actually became a part of our routine every day, taking them for When did that thought. start? Because we're at three weeks and she's not really. So because you, you're out at our place now, I took her out onto the road. It's corrugated, yeah. dirt road. I thought, oh, that'll be all right. But no, nah, the first 100 metres, you could you can't walk her just yet at all on it. Yeah. Um, because she's like. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
but I eventually will. But how? What? When well, did you start doing regular walks? To be honest, it was pretty early for us because yeah. um, we're um, you know, our roads are a bit more flat and um, you know didn't have that issue of that. So obviously, um, so with uh, my partner, she had two cesareans, so she obviously had to feel comfortable with that. Um, but yeah, it was about pretty, six weeks before yeah, she's I think really it was about doing six weeks. Yeah, um, so we're on it three weeks, so yeah. we've still got. But we are thinking of maybe driving to a footpath and doing yeah. a walk better that way because the the dirt road we will walk on it, but it's just a, a three weeks a bit too much. But well, not to mention the probably the dust. Yeah, yeah, it's probably not great. But yeah, I think you know that, that's that kind of idea of in, um, being able to integrate into what you're normally doing yeah. um, and, and making adjustments to integrate as well. Correct. Yeah, yeah not. They have to. A lot of midwives in the hospital are sort of saying they have to learn to work with you. I, I think it's a it's a bit of a negotiation oh, with that 100%. as well. percent. I mean, let's go, let's talk the flip side of that because we were laughing at this earlier. So the rocking game, you've you've managed to do that. Are you finding yourself rocking at other opportunities where you don't need to rock <laughs> yeah. now? Yeah. So we went into we went in, we had our appointment, our second appointment. So it was the second time we've gone out with her. Um, and that was her longest cry in the car this time. She's a 10-minute cry in the car. 10 minutes, probably not much compared to, but that was our longest cry. So yeah. she's a pretty good baby. Um, but we went to the hospital and we had a lactation consult, which has been fantastic. Yeah, My advice is get as much help as you can, even if you think, oh, do I really need it? Get the help because yeah. anything that makes that little bit easier makes everything, um, everyone's life better. Um, so we can, dropped- I, can I just throw an analogy in there? Yeah. Because I was looking at a car yesterday and so I took a car for a test drive and I've been driving my car for, we've had it for two, three years and I took this car for a test drive and as we're taking it, the, the, you know, the salesman's pointing out all these things that this car can do and he showed me about four things in that car ride, in that test drive that I've currently got on my current car but it's I didn't know. never used. I never used because I didn't know about it, Right. And it's the same, like, yeah, you're saying get as much help as you can. There's stuff that you just don't know. Yeah. And so if you actually speak to people and you get the help, yeah. you'll actually find out stuff that you actually don't yeah. even know, like, that exists. Yeah, I, yeah. I guess we think particularly for mothers because I think that breastfeeding is huge, sleep, things like that. But I guess fathers too, we don't, we don't ask for help. We don't ask anyone yeah. for, you know, how did it work, which is why we're chatting now, um, you know, to help ourselves as well. But, you know, we definitely encourage ask for help. Have the conversation. It's certainly going to improve things. What's the worst going to be? Have a conversation and don't get anything out of it. Yeah. Um. So we went to school. We went back to school and sort of showed her around school uh, show after and tell. the appointment. Show and tell. Yeah. yeah. Met saw the the kids. Turned up and the kids were saluting me like I was uh, <laughs> a marshal. I'm like I've been away for a couple of weeks, mate. It's all right. <laughs> it's like a some god. I was like, this is fantastic. You don't finish your homework, but you will salute me. Um. So it was really good. It's lovely to get out and about and. Just simple things like using the bassinet and the pram and, and covering it up for the shade and stuff like that. Just and use the little baby clips you've got on there. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh. I looked at them a couple of weeks ago. I went, what are these for? And I'm like, oh, of course. How did I not know that these were for yeah, the shade? There you go. Um, but yeah, we ended up staying out for about seven hours. Did a breastfeed out at the school in our That's a good one of our um, teaching partners' offices. Um, and everyone was gone. We went and visited. Everyone was gone from the school by the time we left because we had to do a breastfeed and got a bit of work done while I was there. So it was great. It was really um, confidence building for us in terms of us getting out yeah. and doing some stuff. Um, and I guess good for her too. She starts to kind of yeah. realise there's a bigger world out there and stuff. So 
adjust because every time you do something new, it's, it's tricky. So I guess you, the easy option would be create your room like the hospital room and keep everything the same and routine and everything will be easy. Well, easy-ish, but then at some point you've got to get out there. So you've actually got to make yeah. the steps as we go. And we're at that point where we're now adding new things each day. I took her out to meet the horses today for the first time. Um, not that, you know, she's riding horses just yet. Yeah. Uh, but even just to be out, out outside, you know, it was an she's overcast side, actually. She's a good jockey size. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, the horses might be a bit too big for it at this <laughs> stage. Um, but, yeah, so even doing that stuff and trying to add extra things each day is um, not only good for her but also exciting for us because you become – you revert back to being a partially a person again, yeah, rather than hundred percent. It's confidence. It's that it's that confidence building. And next time you're next time you're thinking, do I go out to that place or how am I going to go? Oh yeah, I can do that. Yeah, done that. Been there, done yeah. that. Yeah, it is doing confidence for for me and her to do things together that we will then have to do on our own. Mm-hmm. Builds real confidence. Your original point was what you're so I'm sitting game. there in the office and we're chatting, um, and obviously a colleague came up and go, "Oh, can I hold?" And I'm like, "Yep, no worries." Um, she's having a hold of the baby. I'm talking to her as she's holding Georgie and I've got the pram on my right hand, rocking it back and forth, empty. And yeah. I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> you just get so used to moving things. She wasn't even in there and I'm rocking the pram with anyone. And, and Shopping and trolleys. We, and I raised it and I said, I'm doing this. And, and then another colleague said, yeah, your partner's rocking back and forth on her own. <laughs> There's no baby in her hand. She's just rocking from foot to foot. We just You get used to doing it. That's and right, yeah. It's kind of like, geez, we're, we're actually parents, aren't we now? <laughs> yeah, the, the, the real, uh, you know you're really doing it when you've gone shopping by yourself. Yeah. No child in sight. And you you know you you're looking at the at the milk, just deciding which one do I get the light, do I get the A yep. one, and your chop your shopping trolley just rocking <laughs> back and forth. Shopping trolley, the bread's really happy. People are in looking there. at you. <laughs> the bread's looking back at you, smiling because you've got a, a nice little rock going on. Singing lullabies. <laughs> oh, that's great. So anyway, paternity leave ends tomorrow. Oh well, so I shout out. I don't know if I mentioned this, but. Got a week from school, but also took the extra two weeks, the government, the dad and partner leave. And um, I don't know how many people have used it. I, I spoke to my colleague at work. She said, I was the first one she'd heard that had been using it. So it's a fairly new thing. It wasn't, you didn't use it, did you? Uh, I had access to it, but I didn't, I didn't use it because both times we were close to school holidays. Yeah. So, so they basically offer a, um, you know, I think this, the, the workplace has to give you the extra two weeks, and but they don't pay you for that. And the government pays you pretty much minimum wage. So there's a loss of salary, which is not always um, – not everyone's in a situation where they can do that. But it's been fantastic in terms of for us. Financially, we've been okay, and that extra time for the confidence of yeah. us as parents is really good. Um, and you don't get that time back. You don't get it back. So there's no, there's no medals for doing – getting straight back into the work. So, yeah. I mean, I'd encourage people if they can to do that. Yeah. Um, it also helps you as a father get into routines that can help out. So when I come back um, this couple of weeks when I'm working, I can come back and change nappies that I've been doing anyway, yeah. do some of the things. So I've built up some skills in this period of time. Um, it just means it's it, – I think it, if I went back after that first week, the delineation of where my role is and her role becomes so clear yeah. that you don't have a crossover. Now we've got a crossover. We parent together. Um and I, I can't breastfeed. That's basically it. We parent together and I can't breastfeed. Yeah. Um, so when I'm back at work, then 
obviously as soon as I go home, I'm feeling more confident about there's not the lines that I, oh, I don't do that. That's not my part. That's not my role. Yeah. Um, but sometimes it'd be nice to say, hey, I don't, I don't change that nappy, but uh, not, no, nah, it's good. It's good to be a part of it. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you mentioned there some people are maybe not in a position to do that. Mm. Um, so not, you know, not that any right way, one way is the right way. But one thing that I would say when I look back on it um, is what, so with both our kids, obviously, um, yeah, like four or five days or whatever it is in the hospital, depending on which hospital you're at. Um, and what I did is actually, obviously you're there on the first day, maybe even the second day, but then I actually went back to work. Um, and so then I used my, the balance of my three or five days, whatever I had left once we came home. Yep. Um, because, um, while they're in hospital, they've got the hand, they've got the nurses around, they've got the support. So yeah. I found that by delaying that a little bit and waiting till I got back. You could use the time when you felt it was yeah, more where, Yeah, where I, where I could be yeah, that person. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I mean, there's no right or wrong, wrong way to do it, is there? Um, no. But I think as fathers we should use all of the implements that are around us to actually have as much involvement as we possibly can. Yep. And it's not just a selfish thing. It's not just, it, it helps out as a team. When you're working, we talk this as a team. I've got to go to work for us as a team. So how do we best make that happen? We're, we're raising this beautiful child together as a team. How do we best make that happen? Um, often we get really early into it. It's probably the old style of things where the father goes, right, I'm supplying the money and you're doing the mother. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think there's a crossover now. So, yeah, it means that then there'll be a point where she will support me for the work because that's part of our team thing. So there might be parent-teacher interview nights and I'm like, I'm out now, I've got to do this. And she's like, okay, that's fine. This is, this is what we're doing as a team. I'll take this one um, and I'll get home and I'll take over from her at different points so we can work it together. Um, so, so how are you feeling about going back to work tomorrow? Uh, well, I'm excited because I'm in a unique situation where I can go back for a couple of weeks and then I've actually got long service leave. And, you know, I prioritised having spending as much time with her as possible. Um, it'll be trickier coming into the following term after that where it, it's in for the long haul. But I'm excited to be out and about, mm. again, having conversations and normal things. I think I'll miss her pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. you know, she's going to spend part of your day. She's on you all the time. And so I think for that first couple of weeks, I'm going to be excited when I get home rather than, you know, if she hands me, she goes, baby's yours now, I'll be like, you beauty, I've been missing this all day. Yeah. But that won't always yeah, be Yeah, we case. spoke about it earlier as being like, a, you know, yeah, you've had a day at work and it being maybe a, a tough thing to come in, but actually you'll be you'll be like hanging for it by the end of the day. You know, yeah. you'll be Especially driving home on. so excited yeah. to get that first cuddle when you get back. So yeah. it actually is a real positive thing, to be honest. It, yeah. I think it also, and I've talked to a couple of fathers about that, it actually creates why are you doing what you're doing becomes different. Yeah. So your motivation for putting up with the really tough stuff that can happen at work changes. Yeah. There's a reason why I'm now doing this. And it's really clearly right there in front of me. Yeah. Um, and also, I think it gives perspective. You know, sometimes when your things don't go right at work, you think it, it, it equates to who you are. No, what happens here now equates to more of who I am yeah. than what work does. Work's a part of what I'm doing for this. Yeah. Um, and I think because I've been yeah, single for a long period of time before this as well, um, and then having a life where I've had my own space all the time and be able to follow my own projects, you you get caught up in what happens at work is a value of who you are. And it's not necessarily a value of who you are. Um, I think a, a greater value of who you are is who you are as a father, who you are as a partner. Um, so yeah, in, in that, 
I'm looking forward to going back to work in general, though, yeah. because it's good to see people and be go back and brag about you know, your newborn baby. Yeah. Show photos the whole time. Yeah. That's going to be cool. Yeah. And see the kids. Like, I actually miss the kids. I miss the interaction we have with school kids. That's, they're great kids. They're and that, oh, that's what I was going to say. It's going to be interesting, and, and maybe we can chat about this next time, how your um, relationship with the students changes now that you you're a father. Do you reckon 100%. it did for you? So how yeah. did it change for you? Um, I think you just, I mean, and it's not that we, I just think you, you realize or you think that's someone's child, yeah. you know, that's, so the relationship like the, you know, you want everything the best for Georgia as, as, as any parent that would, and I want everything the best for my daughters. Um, and so, you know, we've got this motto at school, every student matters every day. Yeah. Like, I think you really embrace that when you go back and like, and not that we've ever not thought of those children as people, yeah. but you really understand the fact that that's someone. Yeah, yeah, that's that someone's, and like, um, yeah, I just think, uh, you know, when 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 someone's little, uh, someone's students battling or something, you know, that's someone's that someone's child is going to yeah. be someone in your mindset. I think in a, in a, I think we probably all have always thought that, but you appreciate it more now. I definitely think parenthood makes us better people. Because we get outside of ourselves. Yeah. It's the one thing that forces you outside of yourself more than anything else. And when you are forced outside of who you are yourself, um, you get a better perspective of you within a community, within a society itself. Um, when you get stuck inside yourself, you only think about what you can achieve what you, and you become very selfish. It's very yeah. easy to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, it's, and if that's the way you've had it for such a long time, oh, absolutely, that's just yeah. the way it is. Like even yeah. I was, I was, I, I remember talking to father and saying, "How do you manage losing you, your identity? I play music, I, I love sport, all that. Am I going to lose these things?" And even within the first week, I was, I was imagining myself, the music that I'm writing that I'm playing now has elements of her in it already. Yeah. I'm like, it's actually a motivating force. I've started yeah. playing the piano, which I wasn't doing before because. I think she'd like the piano more, so I'm, like, drawn to it I'd actually say, rather than losing, um, I, I wish I'd said this to you earlier, it's not losing you, it's sharing you. Mm-hmm. And you've got someone else to share you with that that you know yeah. really will embrace that. And that you're invested in and as well. And you're invested in, yeah. Like that, I'm, I'm creative, so, yes, there's going to be less time for me to make my own creative projects, but I'll be helping her with creative projects. Yeah. I can see myself, you know, helping with dance studio stuff or uh, stage managing a play there or writing songs or videos together and stuff like that that we do together. Um, and so the creative aspect of who I am becomes shared and, and I think that's probably a better place to be at. Yeah. You, you, become, you become a better person. You feel yourself becoming a better person even if you didn't intend it to be. Yeah. And I think also too like um, you probably think a bit more about what you're doing um, and you become a bit more, um, what's the word I'm looking at? It's not judgmental, but you're probably a bit more critical in a positive way of yourself. And you go, you look at you and you say, you know, I've got a choice here. I could either do this. Yeah. I mean, a perfect situation. Let me talk. So I took uh, our four-year-old to her first AFL game recently, AFLW. So um, anyone who knows me, I'm a very passionate Carlin supporter. Um and it was a bit of a test, to strange, be honest. A strange thing to be. Yeah. yeah. Not a test for her, but more a test for me because 
I thought if I'm going to take her to the AFL, to be honest, I don't want her to see the person the I be- normally am the at the AFL. moon at the AFL. Correct. Yeah, is that yeah, the that's, best that's moon that best can be presented? Um, but I even found myself, so we went to the um, AFLW and, you know, there was a, a, at one point the crowd started booing. And, I mean, it, it, they were cheering and she was cheering and then the crowd started booing and I was like, we don't boo. Knowing yeah. farewell that I've booed lots of times in my Have time. Really? I'm an anti-booer oh, in general. Geez, I'm terrible. But, but yet I give it to the umpire. I'll give it to players. Yeah. But yeah. But, but that's me being critical in a positive way, yeah. as I'm saying. It makes you think differently about yeah, who that, you are and what correct. you're presenting because yeah. there's a different motivation. You're invested in a different way. 100%. Yeah. Which is a great thing for as best you guys to have because sometimes we're not as accountable as oh, perhaps we should be. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And even just like um, – like I'm, I'm, not, I'm not painting myself in a very good light here, but a um, bit of road rage, you know, like, you know, that kind of stuff. Just, you know, my in the pa- car. My partner's always thought that I'm a bit of a grandpa driver because I can, I can get spaced out. I can casually drive line. I don't, I don't go over the speed limit. I'm not a speeding person. I hate it when people speed. I just think it's such a stupid thing to do. It's not – how are you going to pay all those fines for one? It's not yeah. a financially good decision. Um, but we drove home – from our appointment, and uh, and she goes, I now appreciate your grandpa driving. I'm like, yes, it's come to the fore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, you, so you look at people when they drive past you, you look at them differently. Yep, 100%. I mean, and also, too, you're, you're accountable, right? So you've got someone there that you're accountable to. And so, yeah, you do manage your behaviour in a positive way. Yep. And, again, like – Anyone who's listening who doesn't know me too well. I'm not an angry man, but there I are. Am. Some- I'm an angry man. <laughs> yeah, you are an angry man. <laughs> but there are some situations that would just tick me off. Yeah. Um, and I probably am a bit more restrained yep. in that now. I'm definitely more restrained now. Yeah. Um, when it gets stressful, I guess we'll see. When it gets you know get around report writing time yeah. or something like that, yeah. is it yeah. still going to be the same? But yeah. I've given myself every opportunity to adjust. And to, to be honest, like I, you know, it's only been four years for our oldest. Um, there are times where I look back and I've kind of regretted some behaviours or f- ways that I've reacted to things and I've like, she's been around um, or our, our kids have been around and not in a, I'm not talking anything really crazy yeah. here, um, but it's good. It's reflective, you know, I'm reflective and I'm yeah. like, okay, that that was probably something I shouldn't have done or said or whatever it is. And we, talk, we spoke about swearing earlier. Like there's swearing when you're just swearing at the TV, but there's also, you know, swearing if you are on the road and, you know, you're directing it at someone or something like that. That's where I kind of feel like I've kind of become a bit more restrained. Yep. Um, but I love that. I mean, I love this idea, and we do it as teachers as well, this idea that you never stop reflecting on who you are and trying to get better. And you get, to, you do get to point. I've definitely got to points where I thought, "Is this pointless?" Because I'm never going to be the person I really want to be. It doesn't mean you don't keep chipping away at getting yeah. somewhere near it, and then it becomes even more important when you are a father and you're trying to model something. Um, I wanted this, and I think as a person, I probably needed this—this this extra motivation to be a better person and to have a reason to try to be a better person. But it certainly doesn't mean that I'm not going to continue to make mistakes. Yeah. I'm going to be just going to be 20 and I'm going to be 64 and I'm still going to be making some of those mistakes and going, oh, should I really have said that at the dinner table? That was stupid. Yeah. Hey, but you know, own it, apologise, move on and try not to make the same mistake again. I'll say this, like our four-year-old, 
is the most um, kind, well-behaved child you would ever want to meet. And she's actually, so just as an example, and I, I just meant it as a joke, um, but she was at childcare having a bit of trouble with one of her friends at childcare, comes home telling us, oh, this particular child is not sharing or something like that. And as a joke, I said to her, we'll just punch her in the nose. And I didn't mean it. It was just like, she knows what I'm like. like comedy, yeah. Comedy, comedy something yeah. like comedy, yeah. Um, but she turned around to me, a four-year-old, yeah. and said, no, Dad, we don't do that. And <laughs> schooled. Schooled by Moon. a four-year-old. Schooled. So... You know, we don't it doesn't punch. take long. It and doesn't why take don't long. we punch people in the face? Because they're good punches back. Exactly, because they're two <laughs> foot taller than us. <laughs> That's no, great. But my, my point there is that um, it doesn't take long, if you're a good person, for them to pick up that vibe of, of being a good person. Yep. And then they know what's right from wrong. So even if you do slip up and if you do do something, I think they're, um, you know, as long as it's not on a consistent basis, you mentioned yep. earlier, um, you know, or I said earlier, you know, I've regretted that or whatever. Um, there'll, there'll be things that you'll do and you might just, you know, again, let's go back to the football, I'll yell at the screen. They won't think of anything, anything of it because for 99% of the time, yeah, you've set the right example. What becomes the norm. Exactly uh, right. We, we, don't, we don't sweat on the, the horrible stuff. We make the changes, can't go back in time and fix them. We just make the changes that we can go forward on, um, which is easy to say. We, I mean, it also recognises the fact that we're all fallible and we're representing to someone else that they're going to make mistakes as well. And I think that's really important. We work with boys and we continually talk yep. about that. But, you know, people don't want to make mistakes. Kids should make mistakes. That's the oh, whole idea. Adults make mistakes. You're going to get better when you make mistakes as long as you listen to the mistakes and you actually are reflective enough. Well, this goes back um, to the conversation, and I won't go into it now because otherwise we'd have to change the uh, name of the podcast to Aren't You Dad You Camp? Because Aren't You Dad You Came. Um, <laughs> But I was on camp this week, had a bit of an issue, and we spoke about adults actually admitting when they're wrong and adults taking ownership. And that's actually really strong leadership as well. So if, you, if you're able to do that, you know, we're not trying to show that we're perfect. Like yeah. We want our, students, our children, I should say, to realise that we're not perfect. Yeah. But when we do make a mistake, we own it yeah. and we apologise for it. Yeah. Um, and that's, I think, a really strong thing for them to see and learn themselves yeah how often yeah. have we asked kids to own a mistake and apologize for it and as adults then we don't do it it's ridiculous it yeah. doesn't make sense to me as a human being you model what you're actually expecting and the the idea that you don't make mistakes as an adult is stupid well of course we do yeah uh, we have a greater responsibility i have never apologized to students more than i have in the last 10 years of my career compared yeah. to the, the first 10 years of my career i'm, I'm great with that i actually feel good about that what Apologising every day, that might be an, might issue. Be an issue. That's probably more with my relationship. Actually, so let me just draw on like an actual, a very recent example. Um, so on a Monday morning, uh, my partner works. I do the childcare drop-off. It's hectic because I've got the two little ones. I've got to get to school by a particular time and we drop them off. Um, and I can't even remember what the incident was, but raised my voice a little bit at the older one and said, come on, hurry up, get in the car or something. Felt really guilty of it. Pretty much went to work the whole day feeling like an absolute dog. Um, and so I made sure that night that I did the pickup. Um, and so I went and went and did the pickup and went in there and still got the, the pickup, by the way. If you ever get a chance to do the drop off in the pickup, the pickup is the best. Oh, really? Oh, 
Drop off, not good. Drop off, pick not up, good. they're ready. They want to come. Pick up. Pick like up you'll never feel you. like a, yeah. you'll, you'll feel like Superman every time you do a pick up. You see yeah. the child from across the room notices you. They run oh. and they jump into your arms. I'm looking forward to pick up. Oh, this pick sounds great. so good. They're the best. Like, and you're looking around. Sometimes I just drop my child down. around the corner just so I can do a pick up. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I don't do that. Um, but, but that day, like I'd felt shit all day. I'd felt like an absolute dog all day. I think I might have even texted Lucy and said, this is what I've done. I was done. rough. I shouldn't I was, have been so yeah, rough with yeah. Then, yeah, I dropped her off. There was a tear in the eye and I was like, oh, God. You know, like went on day, had a whole day at work. Went to pick up. It's like nothing had, had she, happened. She looked across the room at you, gave charged me finger, across. Gave me the finger. No, <laughs> <laughs> she came running across and did the Dad! normal. Dad! That's good. And like it, I guess, well, I guess the part of my message there is to like, even when you think like you've done the worst yep. thing ever, like kids are so resilient and, you know, yep. so forgiving and so whatever. Yeah. They'll just. Yeah. Like goldfish. She's forgotten already. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Love the goldfish. So pickups. It's all about the pickup. We have, we've nearly done an hour already. Already? We can continue to talk about this. We got pretty deep today. We got a bit deep. We went, we, we got into some of the, the big stuff, the some big of the stuff. philosophy of how we Maybe, like what did you put, you put a bit of bel- belladonna in my beer or something <laughs> yeah. there. Was that that herbaceous that, poisonous that plant beer, again? I did a couple of those. That is a doozy. I'm going to have to brew that one again. Um, well, maybe next time we'll talk about eating out because that was on our thing. We'll talk about eating out next time. We're going to also talk about IBF and we're looking to have a couple of guests come on too because we want to see- good what other fathers are experiencing because every father's experience is a different sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and we're open to that. So we're going to see if we can get a few people we, we on. Just on the IVF, I think we probably need to dedicate almost like a whole episode to yeah, that. It's pretty big. I think it's, it, it's such a big, well, I've never experienced it, but my, as I mentioned, Lucy actually used to work at an um, ultrasound clinic where they did IVF and yeah. stuff. And there's so many of the issues that, um, Surround not just the, the process. Obviously, there's a process, but there's the emotions, the, the, the mental, emotions, the, the financial yeah, aspect. Yeah, there's so many different aspects. Yeah, so it. we want to put a bit of time and also some saviors in there as well too. Um, but we'll talk about that in future. But um, yeah, so we'll we'll leave that for the next one, and uh, hopefully have a few guests. But we'd love some feedback from our audience and uh, some questions or things they'd like to talk about. The moment we're tracking really well. George is doing really well. I'm really happy with this last week. And by uh, in a fortnight's time when we do the next one, there will be plenty of issues that we'll talk about. No, nah, no, nah, I'm sure you'll. It's all it's all onwards and upwards from here. Oh, she's killing it. It's the best. She's killing it. Best killing of it. my life. Shane, aren't you dad you came? I am so dad that I can. See you next week, guys. See you guys. Aren't you dad you came?